0: You're tuned in to the Not Root Honest podcast. My name is Nadia, and this is where I talk about all things life and tell the uncensored truth as I see it. Hi, guys. I'm sure you've already heard, but Earl DMX Simmons has passed at the age of 50. And I, for one, have so many mixed emotions around this. Um, yeah, it's hit me. I'm not going to lie. It's really, really hit me. (sighs) for those of you who don't know, DMX is literally a legendary rapper. He's legendary on paper. He's legendary on the streets. He's legendary internationally. He is a legend of a rapper. And I saw a lot of social media comments asking, when did you guys finally fall in love with DMX? You guys didn't even know who he was. Clearly, those tweeters are part of Gen Z because I can't think of anyone who is a millennial not knowing who DMX was. DMX was huge, as in huge. So yeah, to those of Gen Z, please learn when to sit in your seat and be quiet because it's not everything that we need to hear your input on. I promise you, it's really not. Um, oh, so many things. This podcast is going to be all over the place because, again, I'm going through it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going through it. So I'm going to go up, down, left, right. But I hope you follow. And I hope you feel my sadness, but my excitement and my gratitude all at the same time. So let's start at the beginning. Um... I have been a fan of DMX for years. I have always favored music that is a lot more emotional as opposed to party music. So DMX fed into that perfectly. I grew up on 90s rap, and a lot of rappers from that generation would always pen their thoughts, feelings, and emotions into their music, which is what I love the most about hip hop at the time. Um, DMX stood out amongst all of these type of rappers, because you could always tell that his pain was raw. That's not to say that other rappers weren't raw, but his pain was delivered raw onto each track. And I'm sure his raspy voice helped project that. But as a youngster listening to DMX rap about his experiences, his relationship with God, his pains, his wins. It just did something that instantly made me a fan because nobody else was doing it like DMX. Beyond the success, beyond the fame, musically, nobody else was doing it like DMX. One of the things I loved the most about DMX is his songs slash verses slash lyrics that were direct communications with God. Like he would rap his prayers, which is something I've always found so cool. And he didn't mind being vulnerable. He was one of those people that, listen, okay, I'm vulnerable and I'm soft on the inside, but don't mess with me because I got hands, you know, (laughs) like he was that kind of a rapper. And I could relate to that, you know, I could super relate to that. And just seeing how much pain he was in, obviously, as a youngster, I didn't really understand the full extent of his pain. But as I've gotten older and I'm re listening to music I grew up on, I really do understand, even on a deeper level, what they were facing or what they could have been facing. Not too long ago, actually, maybe about a year or two, there was a whole documentary on DMX. And watching it was incredibly enlightening because for the first time I had context to his music. Um, I should point out that I've never been a person who follows celebrities as in I wasn't one of those teenage girls that you know read Word Up magazine or anything like that. I really just didn't care about celebrity lives and to be honest I still don't. For the most part I'm here for the music, I'm not here for the artist. So even as much as I say I love DMX, I don't know him as a person, if that makes sense. I only loved him as the music he delivered to me. I feel a kinship towards him because that music appeared and felt very authentic to who he was for various reasons. One, back in the 90s, having a ghostwriter was unheard of, as in it was a crime punishable by hip hop death, like literally. So you kind of got the sense that the lyrics that came from any rapper was authentic. And the reason why DMX is sounded even more so was because the kind of things he rapped about were not popular at that time. And I don't think it's popular now, actually, but it just wasn't popular to rap what he was rapping. So it was very unlikely that anybody created that music for him. And for that reason, you automatically took it as authentic. And if what he was rapping about was authentic, then you got a sense of knowing him, which of course is an illusion because you never know any of these celebrities, as I've said in a podcast episode before, but you felt that way. So I really did feel, you know, a kinship towards DMX specifically because of his style of rapping and the kind of music he produced. When I watched this documentary, I got a history lesson. On DMX, the man, as opposed to DMX, the artist, which of course at some point they converge, but just seeing his history made so much sense about so many things. Just to break that down for you so I don't know if you've heard, depending on how much you know about DMX, DMX has been struggling with a drug addiction for quite some time. I only became aware of this probably maybe about a decade or so ago. Um, Before then, the idea of a rapper being a drug addict was just unheard of to me. I'm not speaking for the whole population, but I would say I think I'm speaking for many people when I say that drug addicted rappers were not things that we boasted about um, or that they boasted about, should I say. Rappers were supposed to be, or when I say supposed to, in quotations, rappers were people who told us about the tales of selling drugs and never actually consuming them. So knowing that DMX was a drug addict was shocking and strange to me. I know that in this new generation of rappers, you've got, you know, people at future downwards have essentially made drug addiction, this cool thing that everybody can get involved in and da, 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 da. But the reality is that's just not what it was back then and what it shouldn't be today, if we're going to be honest. But ultimately, um, I was a surprised. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that DMX of all people, like a black man in America, a rapper, that's just unheard of. And don't get me wrong, I'm fully aware that this is due to my own ignorance. But again, watching his documentary, let me know the origin of this addiction. At the age of fourteen, he had an older man who was in his thirties as a mentor. He was a rapper himself and he essentially was somebody who DMX looked up to. I won't go into the whole past. I'm sure you can Google it, read it off. I'm sure by now Wikipedia has been fully updated and everything. But um, long story short, this rapper gave DMX drugs for the first time. So not just hard drugs, but just drugs in general, in the form of a spliff. A spliff is weed, right? But the weed, in this instance, was laced with crack cocaine. DMX had a very, very, abusive and troubled childhood and as a result of that it makes sense that after trying a substance which in any way shape or form alleviated him from the reality that he was currently living in it would become addictive outside of the fact that the drug itself is addictive just knowing what he was going through at that time and the lack of support that he had it makes absolute sense that someone in those circumstances would become addicted to drugs. The fact that he was introduced to this drug by someone he trusted to take care of him is just another failure that DMX experienced in his short life at the age of 14. And that was just so, so incredibly sad. Against all odds, DMX went on to become a multi-million dollar selling artist. He has multiple albums, certified platinum, multiple times. Of the seven studio albums he released, five of them consecutively peaked at number one. Two of them he released in the same year. So literally, he is one of the greatest of all time in the world of hip hop. Absolutely. He was the face of Rough Riders. And outside of music, he was an actor, a good one. So we're not talking about your average Joe here. We're talking about someone who literally defied all odds in his environment and in his lifetime to become literally an international megastar. And all this was before the era of streaming. So these multi-million selling albums had to be physically bought in a store with cash. At a time when hip hop wasn't what it is today. It was not universally seen as a cool genre of music to listen to. It was literally being blamed for all kinds of violence. Like hip hop was a very up and coming, unrecognized genre. So to be able to achieve such milestones in that era, at that time, there simply is no debate. DMX is a legend. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Not Rude Honest podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and NotRoodOnist.com Despite all the fame and success, DMX continues to fight demons. As I said earlier, I found out about a decade or so ago through social media that he had a lot of police troubles, that he was in and out of rehab. And one of my favourite videos of him actually, I think it was shot in 2019 when he'd just come out of rehab and I remember the headline on Instagram was DMX spotted upon release of rehab or something like that and he was backstage at a concert and he just was just so happy like he was having a great time I'm sure you guys have seen the video now because it's been circulating a bit since he passed where he's wearing the white t-shirt and just having the time of his life backstage at a concert or a festival and I remember seeing that and just feeling so happy that he was here like he was Out of rehab and happy and doing what he does best, which was enjoying life. And um, yeah, I remember just seeing that. And that's the image of him that keeps coming to mind every single time I think about him. Even though I definitely preferred him in the 90s and the early 2000s, I thought DMX was fine, honey. Like growing up in the 90s, give me a chocolate bald headed man with a six pack and I was sold. (laughs) But yeah. He looked good, he looked healthy, and he was having the time of his life. And I just loved that for him, you know. I absolutely loved when the DMX challenge started on social media. Just because it was empowering women, especially black women. But also because DMX was once again being recognised for his genius. Like, he literally wrapped a whole verse with just women's names. And, you know, just knowing that he was alive to see people appreciate that. A whole 20 years after the original song was released. I was just so happy. Like, I can't even lie to you. Thank God for Versus. You know, small things that come out of the pandemic. Um, the ver- there was a Versus battle with him and Snoop Dogg. Again, he got to receive his flowers then. So in terms of being recognised by the new generation, I'm really happy that he was able to see that. You know, he was able to see that. It's very, very sad that all our hip-hop legends essentially die very, very young. We don't have an elderly generation of hip-hop legends, and most of their deaths are tragic. One of the things that's given me solace since hearing of DMX's passing has been a clip of him on a podcast in February 2021, where he basically made a statement saying, even if I die now, I'd be happy to go because I've done everything I want to do. I've lived life. That's no direct quote. That's just me paraphrasing. But that makes me feel like, you know, he was in a good place at that point. He has no regrets. And as sad as it has been that he passed, there's a part of me that's happy for him because it seemed like life was just such a struggle for him, like such a hard struggle. Everybody that knows him talks about the demons he had to struggle with and fight with. And he's been very public about that as well. And yeah, just knowing that at least he doesn't have to fight them anymore and he may find peace now, um, that makes me feel better. I hope he has peace. I hope he's going to a peaceful place because that man fought. That man really, really fought. The whole story, the whole situation is just really, really sad And I can't imagine what his family and his loved ones are going through because he was so expressive with how he felt about the people in his life, about how he felt about the world, how he felt about God. And again, that's what got him all his fans. But losing such a force in your life must be so, so hard. So I really hope that they find solace in this time and just for the rest of their days, also. I know that. One of the things I've appreciated most about his passing has been the absolutely beautiful yet random videos that I've suddenly hit the timeline on social media platforms. Everybody who seemed to have encountered DMX in their life has an amazing story to tell. A story of humility, passion, love, caring. Just, he just seemed like, he loved life and he lived life on his own terms and if you know anything about me that is literally what I aspire to, to always live life on my own terms and to see someone do it and be successful in it. He was not like any other rapper, he was not like any other typical artist, he was someone who created his own lane, who picked up the broken pieces of his life and built them into something that Inspired millions across the world. And he did all that while continuing to be loving and present for the ones he held dear. That is, what else do you want from life? You know, what else do you want from life? He built a career out of the things that he loved. He was successful at it and he built a family. I mean, the man has 15 children. But again, based on what I've seen on social media, he was a good father to those children and just seeing all the good energy and good news and just goodness that has come from his passing definitely says that he lived a great life and I as a fan I'm happy that that is what it is because it could really be a whole bunch of negativity coming out and I'm just glad that that's not the case with him. There's a video circulating that shows bikers in New York coming out for the Rough Rider parade after his passing. And if you grew up in, you know, the 90s, early 2000s, you remember how big those parades were. Like they had bikes coming in from all over the country just to, you know, do wheelies and stuff on their bike for the Rough Rider parade. And I'm just glad that, you know, the legacy still lives on. People are still remembering, loving, sharing their love and the experience of DMX. So that's a that's a life well lived. That is a life well lived. I'm grateful that DMX shared himself with the world and I can definitely attest to the impact he's had on people everywhere. So I just hope that his legacy continues to live on and I hope that he's now able to rest. Rest in peace DMX. Before you leave, subscribe at notrudehonest.com for the latest news and exclusive freebies. You can also find at NotRudeHonest on all your favourite social media platforms.